Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God. Talk about a very, very important topic this morning, and that is our mind, your mind. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. And as they often tell me on campus, as my mother would tell me, God gave you a brain, you ought to use it. But how do you use it? And does everybody use it properly? You know, Scripture has a lot to say about the mind. We're to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Our mind matters. The ideas we have matter. The things we believe matter. The way we use our mind matters. What we think about matters. Indeed, as I've often said here, the Christian religion isn't really based on faith. It's based on truth, or it's based on what I'm thinking. If what I think what I believe, my faith lines up with the truth of God, that's good. If it doesn't, I might have faith in something that's false. I might have faith in something that's wrong. I might have faith in something that's not true. And so it's so important that my mind be working properly. And God did give you a mind, my friends, and he wants you to use your mind. So I'd like to talk a little bit about the mind this morning and what you and I need to do if you're you're Christian what you need to realize about your mind, and what you need to do with your mind. Let's jump right into it. Here we go. In Romans chapter 5, we read this. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death. But the mind set on the Spirit is is life and peace, because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it's not even able to do so, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. There's a lot in these these four verses, is there not? I mean, if you are not, we see right away, if you're not subjecting yourself to God, you're hostile to God. This is what sin is. A lot of people think they can be kind of in the middle, and I don't hate God. I'm not against God. I just ignore God. I just want to live my own life. Do they realize that that type of apathy towards God, that type of ignoring God, is the rejection of God? And the Scripture says it is, if you're not subjecting, if you're not taking the initiative to subject yourself to God, you are actually hostile toward God. And so the mindset on the flesh is not subject to God, subjecting itself to God, and it is hostile towards God. Look at that. The mindset on the flesh, this it's death. The mindset on the flesh is death. And indeed, we have so many people who set their mind on the flesh. What is the flesh? The flesh speaks about that, we said, that lower nature, that part of us that, that wants to do my thing rather than what God says for us to do. It is, it is focused on the physical. It's focused on sinful things, immorality, impurity, sensuality. The flesh can also be focused on anger, pride, out, uh, uh, dissensions, arguing about everything. Some people are just, they want to argue and fight about everything. This is the flesh. And the mindset in the flesh, thinking, how am I going to get this? What's the party this week? How could I get that girl? How could I get that, 
that that stuff, you know, the mind that is set on that and always going to selfishness and my own life apart from God is death. It's death, my friends. But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. The mindset on the spirit are the things of God, the, the things that really matter. The mindset on loving others, serving others, goodness towards others, faithfulness towards God, fulfilling the duties we have towards God and towards others. The mind that thinks about others, that thinks about kindness and goodness and, and things of this nature, that's life. You want life? You want peace? Don't set your mind on the flesh. Don't, don't always be thinking about yourself, what you can get, what uh, greedy, selfish, lust, pride, life all about yourself. We think that would bring us uh, life and peace. It doesn't. It brings death. The wages of sin is always death, and the mind set on the things of sin will be death. Don't do it. Don't do that to yourself. Your mind is a valuable thing that God has given you. If you set it on the things of the Spirit, you have life and peace because you will be subjecting yourself to the one who truly loves you, to the one who got, who's got it right, to the one who's got the narrow path, to the one who's got the path of life. Subject yourself to him. Now, Scripture also goes a step further, and it talks about the mind that does not honor God, the mind that is not set on the Spirit, the mind that is set on the things of the flesh. And in Romans chapter 1, it talks about a, a degradation of people and of society. They turn away from God. They become idol worshipers. They're given over to sexual immorality. And then they're giving over to depraved sexuality and things that not only dishonor their body, but that degrade their body. They do things to one another, especially sexually, that are degrading to one another. Not loving, not honoring, not respecting, but degrading. And then look what he says about the mind in Romans one twenty-eight. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, or literally, they didn't see fit to have God in knowledge any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. You see that the things we do come from our mind. If you have a good mind set on the things of the Spirit, you'll do good things. If you have a depraved mind set on the things of the flesh, you'll do those things which are not proper. And it gives a list of like 21 things, you know, they're, they're uh, on and on and on, bad stuff there at the end of Romans chapter 1. You don't want to do that. And you don't want to have a depraved mind. And sometimes I see the, what, the things people say. Sometimes I th- see the things people celebrate. Sometimes I see the things that people take joy in or pleasure in or conclude, and I think, how can they do that? How can they think some of the things people think? How can they be so far off? How can they reach such terribly wrong conclusions? And the answer is, they have a depraved mind. Their mind has become corrupted. Their mind is not subject to God. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, their mind has even become hostile toward God. You don't want a mind like this, my friends. You don't want your mind to be like this. And yet, if you were a non-Christian, before you were a Christian, 
your mind may have been like this. It probably was like this. And so what does this tell us? We need to do something with our mind. What should we do with our mind? Well, again, continuing with the book of Romans, chapter uh, 12, he starts off, he urges us to offer our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice to God, says this is our spiritual form of worship. And then chapter 12, verse 2, he gives us the first practical aspect of what it means to honor God and worship God. And he says this, and do not be conformed to this world, okay? The world wants to squeeze me into its mold. The world wants to tell me how to live, what to do, what to think. It wants to control me. It wants to control my values, my relationships, my attitudes. Don't let it do that. Don't let the world conform you to itself. But how do you not do that? How do you resist the pressure of the world? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. You must be transformed by the mind. It's like the world wants to squeeze us from the outside. We must be transformed from the inside. The pressure in your mind to do what is good, true, and right must be stronger than the pressure of the world that comes upon you from the outside. Sometimes I think I, if I had a balloon, I don't right now, but if you have a balloon and you just blow a little bit of air in it, you can squeeze it however you want to squeeze it. But if you blow a lot of air into it, no matter how you push it from the outside, you can't really squeeze it because the pressure on the inside is greater than the pressure on the outside. Folks, we all get pressure on the outside. We all get pressure to be and act and believe certain ways. And if there's not a greater internal pressure of who you are, what you're thinking, what your convictions are, what your beliefs are, what's truly you on the inside, if that's weak, if that's weak, you're going to be conformed to this world and the pressure from the outside will overcome you. But how do we overcome the world? How do we overcome this outward pressure? We do it by having deep convictions and the internal convictions the internal beliefs of my mind and my heart are stronger. So how do you get that? Your mind must be renewed. Your mind must be made new. Well, how do you do that? I would say we, we cleanse our mind. We renew our mind with the Word of God, with the Scripture. This is why we've got to make sure. People ask me, how much of the Bible do I need to be reading? Is five minutes a day enough? Is maybe coming on your podcast here, this live stream, is that enough? Well, I can't tell you how much enough is for you. All I can say is the amount you need is so that the internal conviction you have of what's true and right that affects the way you live is stronger than the outward pressure you have to live in a way you don't believe is right. If the outward pressure is causing you to give in and to do things that you know that you know are not right, it's causing you to do the things of the flesh. It's causing you to act ways you don't want to act, think to do things you don't want to do. Then the then you're not getting enough inward pressure and conviction that comes from the Word of God. So, is five minutes enough a day enough for you? I don't know, but if you're if you're filling your mind with the things of the world all day long. That's probably going to be not enough pressure to resist the things of the world. See what I'm saying? 
So we've been in this series. We're continuing on it, the benefits of the Word of God. The benefit of the Word of God, it can take a depraved mind, a mind that was hostile towards God, a mind that was death because it's set on the things of the flesh, and the Word of God can renew our mind so that we are subject to God, and we have a mind that's now filled with life and peace. The mind that is set on the Lord is life and peace. If you want to have peace in a troubling world, in a world that, that, that is more and more set on the flesh and therefore has more and more lack of peace in our world, in your world perhaps, and you're surrounding you, what's the answer? Set your mind on the things of God. Fill your mind with the Word of God. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Think about it. Allow it to transform your mind. Then you'll do the will of God, and then your life will be one of life and peace. Okay? Father in heaven, we come to you today and we present to you our minds, our brains, the way we think. We confess, Lord, that we live in a world and amongst people, many of whom, most of whom their mind is not subject to you, subjected to you. It is hostile towards you. It ignores you. It it has excluded you from knowledge. It says you're unimportant and irrelevant. And we confess to you, Lord, that that this has affected us more than we want and more than we realize. We pray today, Father, that we would subject our minds to you. We pray our minds would be transformed and renewed so that we might prove what the will of God is. Help us, Father, to have the discipline, the self-discipline. Help us to encourage one another to be filling our minds with the Word of God and setting our minds on the things of the Spirit. Help us, Lord, to have the discipline to memorize your word, to read your word, to hear your word, to share your word, to talk your word. Let it not depart from our mouth. Let it be filled with our, filling our mouth. We keep talking about it. We pray these things. We give you our mind. It belongs to you. We don't want to waste it on the things of the flesh. We want our mind set on the things of the spirit. We give you this day. We're your servants, and we love you, and we bless you. We thank you for your kindness towards us this day. Might we experience it and help us, Lord, to share that with others as well. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, thanks for being along with me today. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad that you give me the privilege and opportunity to share the Word of God with you, help mold your life in ways that have molded my life and meant so much to me. If you're new today, a special welcome. I hope you will make it a part of your routine that you'll fit this into your schedule, whether you come with us live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time or whether you watch later in the day, it doesn't matter, or even if you listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform, maybe while driving to work or walking between classes or, or at home while you're cooking or whatever. Make this a part of your daily routine to allow the Word of God to really be molding your life, transforming your life by the renewing of your mind. Amen. You're here, you who are here regularly, I love you. So glad to have you along. And I'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning. God bless you. Bye-bye.